It's a residency at the House of M's. This is Triple M Nights with Dave Gleeson. These next fellas are a very unique Australian band. Yes, they dress like a bunch of SA lads at the train station. No, they won't take your wallet, but what they will take you on is an amazing musical journey. Beautiful harmonies, soaring, reverbed guitars, delicate cadences. You know, all the stuff that Gleeson's got no idea about. Please welcome to celebrate with us their album How Many Dreams and the tour to go with it this September, DMAs. Yeah, How Many Dreams has been killing it, not just here, but around the world. These guys have just got back from overseas where they've been killing it. Uh, They've done some big gigs to monster crowds. And right now, from the DMAs, we're joined by Johnny. G'day, mate. How you going? Good, mate. And you? I'm very, very well. Tell us about what's been going on with you, Blakes. Your feet must have barely hit the ground in the last six months. Yeah, it's been pretty wild, but um, but loving it, loving it. No, no complaining at all about touring <laughs> after COVID, you know? Unreal, mate. Now, uh, you headline Wembley, is that true? We did Wembley Arena, you know. I wasn't, I wasn't like, doing the... Uh, I actually joked when I got on stage, I started doing the Freddie Mercury, the <laughs> oli, 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 oli. But, um, uh, that was in soundcheck. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, Wembley Arena. But um, last time we were there, we were supporting the Kooks, and um, yep. just to come back and do our own show there, crazy. Fantastic, mate. And I saw some brilliant footage. I think it was uh, Manchester or something. You did a, a festival there to 50,000, and them all singing, believe, I believe, was brilliant. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's um, that was uh, supporting a band called the Cortinas, and just uh, once again, just... Being a band from, um, you know, originally from Sydney, yep. I live in Melbourne now, but just the fact that we can go over there and, and people sing the songs and, and like, you know, there's old guys who are kind of like into like Oasis and Primal Scream and yep. and the Verve and stuff, but they've got kids now and they, they bring their kids to the gigs and like it's, it's a real family affair. It's pretty cool. It's excellent. I think, um, I think over the last couple of generations, there's been a real shared love of music between, because I... My dad listened to Nana Muscuri, so it wasn't like we kind of shared anything over that. Uh, my mum, I'd listen to her records like Neil Diamond and Elvis and stuff. But there's like, as you say, there's parents who are into Oasis and Primal Scream, and now they're hearing bands like you that their kids are turning them on to. They're going, well, that's a bloody good band as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. There's a ma- there's a massive um, crossover. Well, I, I, even for me, when I first discovered um, the Stone Roses, yep. I was just like you know, oh my God, you know, like amazing. And it's it's just, I love that how there's, as I find it particularly with rock and roll music, like, you know, the sounds, they come back. And, mm. and, and there's just so many iconic bands that like are still inspiring artists today um, from that era. So I, I think it's really super cool. Now, um, so have you had a chance to do any new music Is it, or have you just been flat out? Um, I've been doing a bit of writing recently. Um, I'm pretty bad. Uh, with uh, with having breaks, like I kind of <laughs> I landed in Melbourne and I was pretty much straight back into the studio. But I've um, I've been trying to force myself to kind of have a bit of a break. But we're, we're kind of one of those bands that we never really stop riding. If right, you know yeah. what I mean, like it's just it's just an ongoing kind of journey for us. Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, uh, I, I guess um, it's all changed now that you you have that ability to. To, I mean, I, I'm still a Luddite, so I put stuff down on my phone. But um, people with uh, half a brain are able to, you know, you can put a little backing track behind stuff. You can put a drum beat behind things. And you can you can create while you're doing stuff on the road, can't you? Yeah, that's right. I, I'm um, Mason and I are both deep into the kind of production thing and yep. being able to do stuff um, like that. But um, Tommy's more like yourself. 
does lots of things on the phone. But we, we, the thing is, we all do that as well. Like voice memos um, on the phone are so important. And like a lot of the way we write our songs is, is that we will work on these ideas, have them as voice memos, mm-hmm. and then when we're and when we're on the tour bus, we all whip out our phones. Yeah. And then uh, and then what we do is we transpose the voice memos, and sit into um, the same key or and see if they are uh, if they work together. It's uh, it's unreal that you're still able to have that collaborative process. And and as you say, the tour buses are so conducive, aren't they? They're just you got hours to kill. Um, you finish playing video games, and, you, and there is that time where you can really kind of concentrate on the music. Oh, it's such a good vibe, and it's like you can you can have, have some of the real special moments I've had with um with Tommy and Mason have been when some other band members are doing other things, or the crew's off off setting up for the show, and we're just trying to get a little bit of peace and quiet, and we're just strumming along on the guitar and in the uh you know in the room and having a beer and just totally relaxed and. And there's an, a certain nostalgia running through your bones anyway because mm. of that, that feeling of when you're touring and you're away from family and friends but you're, you're working on the thing you love. You know, there's a lot going on. Sounds so positive in the DMAs camp and you are coming here for a massive tour starting on the 22nd of uh, September, mate. Tell us about uh, what people can expect for that. Well, I just drove past the Forum, actually. Oh, what um, a venue. And, uh, How good. Yeah. Well, oh, I love that venue. So... The first night sold out, um, which is the Thursday night, but um, the Wednesday night before um, that, that that will be kicking. And this is our first um, regional tour, actually, which is which is awesome because we've kind of only really with DMAs we've done Groove in the Moo and some of the Falls events and stuff, but this is the kind of first time we've inc- this is the biggest Australian tour we've done, and so to incorporate you know Frankston on Saturday the twenty third of September. Then, um, then we're doing the Theatre Royale in Castlemaine. Oh, yeah, Castlemaine, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, Wednesday the 27th, um, we've got the Forum gig, um, and then we're doing Torquay as well. So Yeah, the unreal, stuff. mate. There's one here that you'll love. I don't know if you've done it. Anita's Theatre in Thoreau. I only did it for the first time a couple of months ago. It is brilliant. It's a beautiful oh, oldie-worldie theatre. It's unreal, man. Oh, awesome. I've heard great things. So um, tell us about some of the uh, the places overseas that you've walked into and thought, Jesus, such and such has performed on this stage. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, we've done. We've um, supported Liam Gallagher at um, Manchester Arena. Right, yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, we played this old venue in Bradford, actually. Right, yeah. Um, which I think the Beatles played. Awesome. You know, like it's one of the oldest venues in the UK. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of really special moments like that. Wembley Arena, of course, was there. Um, Ali Pally. Yeah, um, yeah, unreal. Where they have the art, uh, they have the darts. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so that so that was a really special one as well. Unreal. I remember we played uh, in Kansas at this. Uh, well, it was like what used to be like a, a square dancing hall or something, and they lay claim to the fact that that was where Sid Vicious had bashed a guy over the head with his bass guitar, and um, there was it just in the in the the, the backstage room. It was just Sid written on the wall. It looked like it had been written there for a long time. But they uh, they lay claim to the fact that's actually Sid Vicious's autograph. Not sure if it's true, but uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's great to be in those rooms where you know that so many people have played before. The whiskey, you go go, and the places like that where you you kind of pinch yourself that the doors were once on this stage. That's right, hundred yeah, yeah. percent, mate. 100%. Well, Johnny, I hope everything goes fantastically for this tour. I know it will because, as you say. 
Um, you guys haven't like done an extensive tour like this of Australia before, so people who've uh, only been able to hear you on record and radio will be flocking to your shows, I'm sure. Yeah, man, we could be more excited. The uh, It's funny, so this is our fourth album now, and so it's it, as I'm sure you know, every time you do an album, there's a few songs that become staples in yep. the live set, and it just makes the set better and better and better and better, and, and we really just could be more proud of where it's at at the moment, so we can't wait to get it to people. Excellent, Johnny. Well, it's been great to talk to you again, mate. Hopefully I'll see you out and about somewhere, but uh, good luck with the tour. It kicks off Friday, the 22nd of September in the beautiful Hobart. You can check out the DMA's website or the Triple M website to find out where to get tickets. Johnny, once again, thank you so much, mate. Thanks, man. Pleasure. For all the latest rock news, interviews and backstage experiences, don't forget to subscribe to Triple M Rock on the Listener app.